the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the greater Nashville area, in the heart of Tennessee, with Tennessee and the world at heart. This is Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. I'm delighted to welcome you on this Monday, and I trust you've had a good, good weekend. Let me just remind you that I'm in Evansville, Indiana today, and we'll be at the Faithway Baptist Church tonight. I was there all day yesterday, and we'll have a service there tonight at the 7 o'clock hour, and I trust that many of you who live in that region will plan to be with us. We've been doing this conference there for many, many years, and look forward to that service tonight. So join us at Faithway Baptist Church in Evansville. And remember, the National Sword of the Lord Conference is coming July 17 through 20. I'm talking about just a matter of days now. Just a few short weeks, and we will be there in Walkertown, North Carolina, and I hope that many of you are planning to be with us. Go to the Sword of the Lord website and check out the details. All right, let's look today at Romans chapter number 11. Romans chapter number 11, and I'm going to talk to you today on the general theme, God has not forgotten, and neither should we. God has not forgotten, and neither should we. Let's look at chapter 11 of Romans, verse number 1. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. What ye not that the scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets, and dig down thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Now, we'll look just a little more at uh, some others of those verses in just a moment, but let me just remind you what he's telling us here. There may be situations, there may be circumstances that are unpleasant. The day may be dark. The times may be difficult. There may be things going on that never should go on. But the fact is, in spite of all of that, no matter how dismal it may seem on any given day, we need to remember that God remembers. We need to know that God has not forgotten us. He has not forgotten his people. And we should not get in that state where we think everything is so bad that nothing is ever going to be right again. You know, the human arena is just of a nature. I mean, it has that sinful nature about it. And the human arena is such that things are going to go awry. They're not going to get better, but uh, evil men shall wax worse and worse, the Bible tells us. And we need to know that there are going to be dark days. There are going to be times like some of the things that we're experiencing now. But a second major fact here that is laid out pointedly in this chapter, the Lord is always accessible to us. Whatever men are doing, God is accessible to us. We have a privilege because we are his children. If you've been born again, you're a child of God. And if you're a child of God, you're in the family of God. And if you're in the family of God, you have a heavenly father. And he's always attentive. 
He's never on vacation. He never takes a holiday off. He never takes a day off. He never sleeps. He's always on duty, always ready, always accessible to us. And whenever we are in the depths of some difficulty, God knows it, and he has not forgotten us, and he's not set us aside. Now, I got saved when I was a lad, a boy, just uh, almost nine years of age, when somebody came down the little dirt road where we lived on that farm in West Kentucky, and uh, I learned that day the details about salvation and trusted Christ as my Savior. Now, that's been a good bunch of years ago, and I'm going to tell you, I've never been more thrilled about the salvation that I received from the Lord, never been more thrilled about it than I am today. It doesn't get less important as you mature, as you grow older, it becomes all the more important. Every single valley that you go through, it'll make you all the more rejoicing about what you have in the Lord. The Lord uh, touched my heart about becoming a preacher when I was just a teenager. And I'm going to tell you, coming to a microphone like the one I'm using right now, whether it be here in our studio where I am right at the moment, or whether I'm in front of a crowd like I will be tonight in Evansville, Indiana, I'm telling you, every single time that the Lord privileges me to have a microphone, I have just really, over the years, gotten more and more excited about what I get to do. No matter what page of the Bible that you open it up to, there are things there that really, really speak to us and help us and strengthen us in the midst of the times of difficulty. I remember a few years back, I had uh, been scheduled to uh, conduct a funeral and uh, was uh, thinking about that and getting ready for it and uh, knowing that it was in a certain funeral home across town. I made my way through the city and uh, got to the funeral home only to discover that I was at the wrong funeral home. I should have been at the one across town. I mean, several miles away across the city, I should have been at the other funeral home. Now, I'm glad that I had some things to work with. I mean, it wasn't a good situation. I mean, I was uh, really had just a few minutes to play with before the time set for the funeral. But at the same time, I was across town. There's traffic to deal with. Now, I'm thankful I had some things that I could work with. You say, what was that? Well, I had a car. And I had a cell phone, so I was able to communicate with the people at the other place and let them know that I was going to be running just a couple of minutes late. But, uh, you know, and not a major situation at all. But for me, it illustrates the point. Sometimes you wind up at the wrong destination. Sometimes you wind up where you don't really need to be. You've got business somewhere else, and things just absolutely go uh, crazy on you. Now, when that happens, it's always great to know you got something to work with. In that case, I had a car and I had a cell phone. I'm just grateful that God puts things in our hands to help us whenever things go awry, when things sour on us. But here's the other thing. As I got back in my car, headed across town, I prayed and I simply said, Dear Lord, would you please help me? Give me some green lights. Uh, give me time here to circumvent traffic and uh, let the folks just kind of get out of my way. And uh, you might say to me, well, do you pray prayers like that? Listen, I pray prayers like that a lot. I pray prayers like that just pretty often because it is where I live. It is what I'm involved in. And sometimes, oftentimes, things are not going just the way I would program them. And so on that particular day, I made my way across town 
and slipped in at the right funeral home just a couple of minutes before starting time and uh, literally walked in, uh, just uh, tried to smile and not uh, express any stress or frustration at all. Now, that little illustration is uh, not very critical at all. But there are times whenever you get into things that are terribly, terribly critical. And a part of what this passage that we're looking at here in Romans 11, a part of what it tells us is that the purposes of God hold true in spite of the fact that the nation of Israel, they were God's people, and in spite of the fact that they had not behaved themselves. I mean, they had looked at the offers that God made to them, and they had refused them. Uh, They had uh, learned the laws of God, and yet they had been rebellious toward them. They had known about the things that God was going to provide for them, and yet over and over again they rejected his counsel, they rejected his leadership, and a lot of them were just absolutely playing the role of a reprobate. They were not doing things like they should do it. Now, some of that is illustrated in the lives of some of the people that we look to, and we really think of them now as heroes. I'm thinking about uh, men uh, like uh, Noah, for example, that uh, really was greatly used of God in the building of the ark, saving of the human race, and uh, all of that in a time of God's judgment. And yet he got off the ark and misbehaved in a hurry. I'll not go into the details here, but I'm just saying Noah was a human being who fouled up at uh, the wrong time. You think about Abraham. Abraham, I mean, you read the story. There's a bunch of it there in the Old Testament. And did he misbehave a few times? He absolutely did. And yet God used him in such a great way for him to really become the father of the Jews. Uh, Think about Moses. What a leader. What a man of God. What a prince of a man he was. And yet, yes, he made some blunders. He made some big errors. Think about Elijah the great prophet, and yet it's uh, but a little bit after some of the greatest victories that he had that he's out there praying to God that he'd take his life. He's he's down in the depths of despair and depression and uh, just really, really uh, down on himself. Uh, Think about Solomon, all of the wisdom that he had, and yet some of the foolish things that he did late in his life. And think about David. David, the man who is so highly revered uh, in Israel, and yet Look what he did, the blunders that he made. So what are we saying here? I'm just telling you, God hasn't forgotten. We may have fouled something up. We may not have gotten something right. We may have misstepped. But God illustrates over and over again that he does not forget. If it's his people, he will get us back on track. He will bring us back to where we need to be. We misbehave, he'll deal with us. We're his family. And he doesn't turn loose. I'm telling you, he doesn't give in. You know, when it comes to family, there's never any place to quit. There's never a time to say, I just give up. You don't do that because it's your flesh and blood. And so God does with us when we are his children, when we've been born again, God never forgets. He never turns loose. He never comes to a place where he says, enough is enough. I'm done with that fellow. He never does that. And he instead sticks with us. His purposes are, in fact, solid. Notice verse 2 in that passage. God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Know ye not that the Scripture saith of Elias, how he maketh intercession to God against Israel, saying, 
Lord, they've killed your prophets. Dig down your altars. And I am left alone, and they seek my life. I mean, he's just simply saying, uh, Lord, they have done all of these things that just do not make sense. They're not behaving themselves. Now, folks, here's the point that I want to get you to see here. God does not forget us. If we are his children, he will deal with us. Now, I hope that none of us, I'm telling you, I pray that nobody listening to me today will go out and do something wicked or do something stupid today. I hope that nobody, none of you will do that. Listen, there are blessings to be had if you stay on track. But if you do foul up some way, I'm telling you, you can expect God to show up and show up strong and he will not forget you. Now, he may give you some discipline. He probably will. I mean, there's things said in the Bible about his chastisement and how he chastens his children, and he will deal with you and help you to get back where you need to be. And I'm just telling you, dear friends, the human arena, as sour as it can be sometimes, and as awry as it can go sometimes, does not throw God. He sees and he knows, and he knows how to help me. He knows how to help you. And if we misstep, he knows how to get us back on track. So when we read this passage and the question is asked, has God cast away his people? The answer is given immediately, God forbid. There is no way that God's going to cast away his people just because they have stepped into rebellion or they've rejected him in some way. Now, that is a principle that we'll see here, and I'm going to look at some more of this chapter tomorrow, and I believe there are things here that ought to help us. So let's remember, God has not forgotten, and neither should we. We ought to remember who God is, what He's about, what He'll do for us. Now, remember, I love to hear from you, and I hope that you'll sit down sometime real soon, write me a note, let me know that you're hearing on this station. I'd be pleased if you did. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of this day, and goodbye for now.